What is up everybody? My name is Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me Em. I am obsessed with all things spirituality, business, and personal growth. I started the Empower With Em podcast at 21 years old, whilst I was studying my Masters of Architecture at uni. It is fair to say that this podcast catapulted my life in a direction I never imagined possible. Soon after starting this podcast, I dropped out of my degree, quit my nine to five and started my own business and in just eight months of starting, became a six-figure CEO. Inside of this podcast, I share insights into the realities of being a 20-something-year-old CEO along with actionable tips to help you unlock your true potential and create a soul-aligned and impactful life and business. So pull up a seat, put on your headset, and get ready to get empowered. Before we dive into today's episode, I have a quick message for you. If you're an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur who is wanting to build a business in the online space that is in total alignment with your spirituality, physicality, energetics, and financial goals, then I want to connect with you. If you head to the episode description of this podcast and click the work with me form, you can schedule a complimentary call with myself to have a chat and start mapping out your next steps to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. So stop waiting and start doing. Let's get to know each other and start turning your dreams into your reality business. If you're not yet ready to jump on a call either, then what I do is invite you to shoot me a message over on Instagram at EmpowerWithM so we can get to know each other a little better over there. That's all from me, so make sure you fill out that work with me form or shoot me a message and then dive deep into today's episode. Hello everybody and welcome back to another solo episode of the Empower With M podcast. Now, I did mention in the last episode that I posted, um, I am going to start to really open up about some personal challenges that I've been working through, um, you know, across all of last year, but more so in the past few months as well. Um, there was a lot that I went through in 2022 that now I'm doing a lot of healing <laughs> to be able to fully overcome. And it's funny because um, I stepped out of a really challenging relationship at the end of 2022 um and at first like it was an immediate high that I experienced right like I came out of that uh, relationship I felt like this new sense of alignment within so many aspects of my life my energy became so elevated I was experiencing like this intense amount of joy every single day and then it was probably like um you know, mid-February or, like, early February, so, like, a month and a half after I moved out of um, my last house and moved out of that relationship where all of a sudden something flipped, you know, and, like, I fully understand what's happened because this is, like, the duality of life, right? Like, we have highs, but we also have to have a come down, right? It's it's all about um, that balance. So we have our highs and there's going to be some lows that follow as well. And so those lows started to really sink in. And I feel like it was just a bit of a delay, you know, between ending the relationship and when I needed to start doing the healing from that relationship. And so um, 
all of these sorts of triggers, traumas are starting to come up now. And it's funny because um, at first it would start to surface in the form of light anxiety. And I thought that I was doing what I could to manage that anxiety, but I don't think I was fully doing what I needed to be doing. You know, like um, when I say like I needed to be healing, like, I mean, I really needed to get some support, you know, with that healing. There's, uh, this is the first time where I've sort of gone on a healing journey and I've actually acknowledged, okay, hey, like this is some healing that I don't think I can do on my own. And so the past month in particular, like my anxiety has been peaking, absolutely peaking. Like, I feel like just generally speaking, like as a high functioning overachiever, and I've been this way since school, like as long as I can remember, probably primary school was really where that started. As a high functioning overachiever, I've lived my life in like this constant state of anxiety, which I've only really become aware of, you know, in more recent times. Um, but the anxiety I've been experiencing has been even more elevated, right, than that constant that I had um, sort of learned to live with. And because I'm now dating, right, I'm in the dating scene, I've been dating someone literally since I um, got out of the last relationship I was in, I, you know, really like latched on quite quickly, which is something that um, I've realized now um, has also contributed you know, to this anxiety that I'm feeling. And the reason why I'm taking action on this to get the support for it is because I realize how um, it's now becoming something that is impacting my day-to-day, right? Before the anxiety that I would experience wouldn't really necessarily have a massive impact on my day-to-day or on my business or like, you know, how I'm feeling each day. But that's now where it's sort of evolved to. And so I figured, okay, it's time to get some support. So if you've been up to date on my socials, you would know that I had my very first psychologist appointment today, which I'm so buzzed about. It was so much fun. And basically, um, oh my God, look at me saying it was so much fun unpacking my traumas. It is fun, right? Like, because um, there's a sense of like empowerment that comes from it. And also like a real sense of like, um, I guess like positivity in, in the way of like optimism as in the way that I know that I'm like, working towards overcoming these challenges, right? Like I feel like I'm making progress. Um, And that's it, progress is such a huge, huge motivator for me. And so I had my very first meeting with a uh, (coughs) psychologist today. And then I posted on my story saying how like I want to be sharing this journey here on the podcast because, you know, across the past over two years now, um, I've always shared my podcast, like I've always shared my personal growth journey with you guys. And so I feel like this is going to be a really exciting season of the podcast um, that, you know, we're we're diving into because of this depth of self-work that I am going to be doing. Now, I want to share with you guys some key takeaways that I took from my appointment with my psychologist today, because I'm sure that like these things that I'm experiencing, you guys will be able to resonate with in some way. Maybe there's something in this that is going to be really eye-opening and helpful for, um, you know, you who is sitting here and listening to this episode. So um, I'm excited to be able to share insights to all of this with you guys. 
So let's dive in. Now I don't have a episode structure here that we're following. I just have my journal in front of me, which has like my notes from my psychologist appointment and like some reflection that I did afterwards. And I figured I'd just go through like, you know, my journal with you guys and um, see what I feel called to share. Now I did mention a little bit earlier on in this episode, as I was like doing a bit of an intro that obviously I've just come out of a relationship. Now, you guys have heard, like, you know, I've spoken about this in the last few episodes, the relationship that I was in was a really, um, it turned really toxic at about, you know, maybe this five or six month mark. And then for 12 months after that point, like I stayed in the relationship. And so the toxicity just grew more and more and more and more and more. And so, um, it became a very, very draining relationship to be in and there was a lot of reasons why I stayed stuck in the relationship I mean largely or a couple of the reasons is because we lived in the same house together we had a dog together you know when you have those sorts of um ties it's a lot harder to step away you know like in past relationships I've been and I've never had those sorts of ties with my exes and so even though the breakups were hard like there was a little bit of uh like it was a little bit easier because I wasn't living in the same house. I didn't have to like, you know, figure out new living circumstances or I didn't have to like, you know, decide if I'm leaving the dog behind or having to find somewhere to take the dog with me, you know? So there was a lot of factors that were really um, keeping me stuck there. And also I think uh, one of the biggest factors that kept me stuck, which I now realized was my low self-esteem and um, the lack of confidence that I was putting in myself and um, in trusting my intuition, right? Because deep down, I felt like I needed to leave, like I knew that was what I needed to do, but I wouldn't back myself in that decision, right? I'd allow my self-doubts to come up and to hold me back from actually removing myself from the situation because of, you know, whatever fears would come up around that. But eventually I did manage to move myself out of that. It did take me 12 months, you know, almost exactly to get out of the relationship that I was in. Um, It was, I think, around like December 9th, I think, was the day that I like fully moved out of the house or the Sunday, you know, of that week. And um, I mean, that in itself as well was something really hard because I had to do that move on my own. You know, Um, my family, my friends, they all had their own schedules. Like I couldn't um, depend on anyone else to be doing that for me. So again, that was something big that I had to do and organize and um, manage majority on my own. Now, when I moved out of that house, which really signifies like you know, the end of that relationship for me, because even though we had broken up a couple months earlier, you know, we were still connected by our living situation. And so then there were still boundaries we had in place for each other, uh, out of, you know, respect for each other, and so on. Um, So it was once I like fully moved out of that house that I really considered myself like, we're like, it's done, the relationship is over. And it was probably like a week after I had finally moved out where I then opened myself up to say, okay, Emily, it's okay for you to explore other people, right? It's okay for you to um, go and, and start exploring what other relationships might look like. Now, again, as I said, a week officially being out of that house, but it had been maybe like three months um, prior to that, that I had called off the relationship. Okay. So, um, really like, I feel like my sort of cooling off period, um, somewhat was happening whilst I was still in that house. Um, but then when I finally stepped out, there was 
someone that I really felt called to start seeing, start speaking to more deeply um, and, you know, really starting to get involved in. So obviously like a week isn't a lot of space when you really do think about it. And now I reflect on it, like I wouldn't go back and change it because I really do believe that certain people come into your life at certain times to serve certain purposes. And I'm still seeing this person at the moment. It's been like three months now that we've been consistently seeing each other. And I really, really feel like this person and this like relationship that I am um, sort of in right now is extremely healing for where I'm at right now in my journey and what I need right now in my life. Um, but obviously there was no space between moving from one person to the next person. And so something that I have had a conversation today about with my psychologist is that um, essentially what's happened is I've transferred the anxiety I had from one relationship now into another relationship because I didn't take that space in between to actually like work through that anxiety of the last relationship that I was in. And so at first, you know, these anxieties weren't really showing themselves in too many ways. Like they were there subtly, but they were really manageable. And I think now because we're like three months in, um, and obviously like my connection to this person has deepened a lot more, like my emotional connection has deepened a lot more. These anxieties and these triggers are like screaming at me now, like absolutely screaming at me because, you know, when you do have more feelings for someone and you are more emotionally invested into someone, naturally, like those fears start to come up and your insecurities start to arise because, you know, you don't want to lose that person. So this is really what I've been exploring with my psychologist um, and like sort of like narrowing down deeper on to understand further um, is like, what is the source of these anxieties? And um what I guess, you know, the biggest thing that has come to my awareness is my low self-esteem. Now, when I say I have low self-esteem, like really, really low self-esteem, guys, I can imagine some of you would be really shocked, right? Because externally, I am such a confident person. I'm such a outgoing person. I am loud, I am confident, I am bubbly, externally, right? But internally, like, it's the opposite. And she was basically saying that, like, what it is, is I've got this very intrinsic low self-esteem, which means um, internally, it's different to how maybe I present it on the external. And I found this really interesting to, like, and, like, it really clicked for me, because it's true. Like, I feel like externally, I almost put on this facade to convince myself that my self-esteem isn't low. When the reality is, like, there's a big fucking void in there, guys. A really big fucking void. <laughs> um, and it's funny because... I don't blame my low self-esteem on this relationship that I was in because the reality is like this low self-esteem is so much deeper than that last relationship I had, right? This low self-esteem that I have has been something that I've had like throughout my whole life. I really do believe that this goes all the way back to primary school, literally to like prep, right? Like that, if you don't, if you know in Australia, prep is like the year before year one, um, and I really, really believe that there's experiences that I can even think of right now 
that really triggered, you know, my low self-esteem. And then because it's something that hasn't been addressed for probably like 20 years of my life, right? It's just sort of been like bottled down, like had a Band-Aid slapped on it here and there. Obviously, over time, it's built up and like has surfaced in so many different areas, being my relationships and my business in particular, but also my relationship like with myself and my body image and the way that I would train at the gym, right? Like it's, it's the, all of these things are so deeply connected to uh, my low self-esteem. And so this new relationship that I'm in now, what I've noticed is that the relationship I was in last year really like deepened that void, right? And really, really stretched open that wound that was already there and uh, basically amplified and reaffirmed those that uh, those low self-esteem issues, like essentially experiences I had in that relationship in my mind was like confirming that these limiting beliefs I have about myself are true, if you know what I mean. And so now stepping into this um, new relationship that I'm exploring, this void that is there is now becoming like coming to the surface and it's surfacing in different ways that I'm noticing myself being triggered and becoming like ridiculously emotional about silly things that I shouldn't be emotional about. Like I can really see it bubbling up now that I'm, um, you know, opening myself up to seeing someone else. And um, again, like this is why I'm saying like this relationship that I'm in at the moment is really freaking healing for me because um the amazing thing about this person is he provides such a safe space for me to be able to work through these things right like uh for me to be able to feel supported or for me to be able to communicate these things even if he doesn't completely understand him himself um it's just a really beautiful uh sort of relationship where i feel like I can um, have the support or have the communication if I need it in order to be able to move through this stuff. So the factor of low self-esteem is obviously what I'm working on at the moment. Um, and there's a couple of other areas that sort of like fall under this as well. Like me sort of exploring what different things mean to me. Like this is something that I really need to do is start to redefine what different things mean to me. So one thing I need to really redefine is like, what does security look like and feel like for me? Because I know that security is something that comes up for me a lot when it comes to friendships, relationships, family, finances, business, like all of it. Security like has always been something that I've sort of like sought after, but I've never fully defined like, okay, what does this actually mean to me? And the same with like relationships, really defining like, you know, what are the green flags that I'm looking for in a relationship or what will make me feel safe within a relationship or what mental, physical or emotional validation do I need like from the relationships that I'm in, right? So again, like these are all really great questions that I'm going to be like diving deep into so then I can actually understand and have clarity around what it is that I need right now. But where like the self-esteem, I guess, is really surfacing within my relationship. And I want to share this point with you guys because um, I feel like there's the potential that, you know, some of you might be in this same sort of cycle that I'm experiencing myself. And I feel like 
the more self-aware we can become of when these things are coming up, the more we can actually proactively do to overcome them. And so the vicious cycle that I am noticing that I am in in at the moment is that I'm constantly trying to get, you know, my self-esteem validated and filled up by this person that I'm seeing. And as a result of that, I'm putting a lot of physical and emotional pressure for him to ultimately fill this void that I need to be filling myself first. Okay. And I think that was a massive um, awareness that I came to in this session. I think um, I did have a awareness of this already, but like being able to frame it in this sort of language to make me fully understand and see, okay, yeah, this is what is happening. Like my constant need for affection or like when I feel, you know, immediately triggered because, um, he's not available for me or, um, me trying to control when and how I see him and all of these little things, right? Like, um, I, what I noticed was I was constantly seeking more and more and more and more And it never felt like I was getting enough, even though like if I take a step back and I look at this from being outside of my shoes, like, like I am getting enough, like I am being given everything I am asking for, but yet it never feels like enough for me. And that is because it comes back to um, me constantly expecting and wanting this person to fill up my self-esteem for me. And that's something that they cannot do. That is something that I need to be doing for myself. And until I actually start filling that up for myself, I'm never going to feel like I'm receiving enough from them, if that makes sense. So I asked my psych the question of like, okay, well, we know this void is here. I'm very self-aware of that. But how do I actually start to fill that void for myself? And it's really funny because um, if roles were reversed and I'm like coaching a client through this, I would know exactly what to ask them. And um, so my psych actually mentioned, you know, Emily, why don't you like start to ask yourself these questions from a third person perspective? Why don't you put yourself in like your coaching shoes and, and pretend that like you're coaching a client, right? And then like try to find the answers and solutions in that sense, because um, as like, you know, like we have all of the answers within us. We know exactly what we need to be doing, but it, it does help when we have that support externally. Um, so basically my psych then said, you know, if you want to be filling this void that's within yourself, then we really need to start reframing my thoughts around myself and who I am so that I can fill that void. And that really landed for me because something that I've said often is like, you know, in that past 12 months that I've just gone through, I lost myself. I didn't, didn't know. And I still don't fully know who I am or like what I want out of life or where I'm going. I know what I'm doing, you know, with my business. But then when I think about like the bigger picture, my bigger purpose in life, like, you know, I, I, I lack some of that clarity and there's a lot of soul searching that needs to be done, which is so cliche, but it's true. And so a question that I'm going to reflect on is like, do I like who I am and who I aspire to be? Right. And with that, like actually getting clear on who am I and who do I want to be? Which is, I think, one of the hardest things (laughs) to be able to 
find clarity on personally. I feel like this is one of the hardest things to find clarity on. And I feel like um, all of last year, I just felt so stumped on how, how like someone tell me the answers to these questions. I don't know, right? But I feel like maybe last year I was in a place where I was trying to heal myself before I was even like able to actually start healing myself, right? Like I was trying to survive. I was in a place of survival and while I was in that place of survival, I was putting like this expectation on myself to be healing myself in that moment as well. But you can't, you can't heal yourself while you're trying to survive. And so after removing myself from that environment and that relationship and like now being where I am now, I'm no longer in a place of survival and I'm finally in a place of like, okay, I can focus on healing now. And so I'm excited to start to explore that question because I feel like I'm finally in a place where I'm going to be able to actually start to um, discover some of the answers to that. Now, something else I want to also understand a little bit deeper is obviously like some of the triggers of why my self-esteem went down in the first place. I've started to put some thought into it already um, and really identify like what are those experiences I had growing up that have, you know, impacted that. And as I said, like, I feel a lot of it came from primary school, particularly when I went to an all-girls school. Um, and at that all-girls all school, I felt like I was quite a bit of an outcast. And I think that's where a lot of my self-esteem wounds really started. Um, and then different experiences I had, you know, in my teen years and then in my early adult years and so on, like, have built upon those experiences. So I'll definitely be, like, looking deeper into that, and I'm sure I'll start to share some of those things as I come up with those awarenesses here on the podcast as well. But as I was saying, like, you know, what I need to start doing to really, I guess, help me build this self-esteem is start to become aware of different things I need to define, find clarity around who I am, who I want to become, and so on. Now, I spoke about like security being one thing that I really need to work on, um, really defining as well as like relationships, like how am I going to define them more as well? But there's sort of like this long list of things <laughs> that I'm going to be diving into defining, um, including like, okay, obviously security, perfectionism, again, like self-esteem, like what does self-esteem mean? Um, self-love, because there's a difference between self-esteem and self-love relationships like what does being in them mean and what is the purpose of them for me and then finally like defining like my own sense of purpose in life and where I belong in the world and I think this is going to be really exciting and really um pivotal for me to be able to define because it's funny because I have these high expectations for myself like as an overachiever like I'm constantly like wanting to aim for something higher and higher and higher. But what I realized from being asked to define those things is I've never defined what those standards are that I'm working towards. And so then I've found myself in this constant loop of like overachieving to try to gain that self-esteem and then reaching that achievement but still lacking the self-esteem because all of a sudden the bar's even higher because the bar was never set in the first place so that's constantly it's just this constant thing that's always above 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 me doesn't matter how much I'm moving up because that bar's always moving up as well because it's never being clearly defined and I thought that was a really really big awareness to have actually come to because particularly when I think about 
perfectionism. And I know this is something that's going to land for so many people who listen to this episode. But what I wrote down in my journal was this. My need to overachieve is driven by my low self-esteem. However, my achievements never fill that void because of my unconscious need for perfectionism, which in itself is a never-ending cycle because I don't even know what my standard of perfection actually is, right? Perfectionism is already so unattainable, but yet I make it even more unattainable by not having clarity around what being perfect is for me. And this, again, is surfacing in my business, in my finances, in my relationships, in my friendships, within myself, within my fitness, right? I have never defined like what these standards are for me and therefore I'm in this constant cycle of overachieving but yet never really feeling like I'm gaining that self-esteem from the achievements because the achievements are always growing beyond what I achieve. I don't know if that makes sense, but that made a lot of fucking sense for me, guys. That was like some fireworks, like a little fucking climax going on in my brain when I came to that awareness. So I guess like, you know, without going around in circles, my big focus moving forward from this session and just like, you know, in relationships, in business, in all of it is to really start to validate myself right? And something I'm even exploring with that is like, um, why do I value validation from other people, like external validation? Why do I value external validation so much higher than self-validation, than internal validation, right? Because again, that's something that I really need to get that clarity around in order to move forward. But essentially, in order for myself to start to validate myself first, I need to strive to feel contentment within myself. So something important I noted um, from that session was that it's not happiness I need to strive to achieve for myself, but it's contentment because happiness is ultimately an emotion and emotions are fleeting, whereas contentment is a state of like stillness, of calmness, of peace right, that I can find within myself and that can become a constant within myself. So I'm ultimately striving to feel contentment within myself. And in order to achieve that sense, that feeling, I don't want to say achieve, but in order to reach that feeling of contentment within myself, I need to really start to work out like, what does self-esteem mean to me? How can I be content in my own presence, like being on my own? How can I stop looking for validation externally? How do I feed it to myself in different ways? How can I start to validate myself in different ways? What do I look forward to for myself, right? Like creating those goals for myself to like really go after. How can I find that independence through these goals and just through myself? What are my values, beliefs and strengths? How can I become like more clear and deeper rooted in these and a large one being what negative self-talk do I need to change right what are the things that I'm currently telling myself that I need to begin to reframe and I think something really great with that that's going to help so many of you overachievers listening to this podcast 
is to start to look at like what are the things that you have done versus looking for the things that you haven't done because something I always find and even my business coach has called this out to me before is that because I'm in this constant state of feeling like I can do better I can do more like I can achieve more I'm constantly looking and focusing at what am I not doing right now what haven't I done yet what haven't I achieved yet and because I'm so focused on that I'm not paying attention and celebrating and fully feeling into and sitting with the things that I have done, the accomplishments I have made, the things that I am proud of myself for having created, right? And so even creating that reframe of what I'm focusing on, what can I celebrate, be grateful for, or be proud of myself for, rather than uh, constantly feeling like I'm chasing that next thing. So this is a really, really freaking insightful session. Like I took so much away from that. And I think what I really loved about this um, experience with a psychologist is that obviously I'm a very self-aware person. I do a lot of self-reflection and I always am asking myself questions to understand like why I'm feeling this way. What am I feeling? What is causing that? Like I'm constantly doing this self-awareness work. But I feel like where I've been stuck is fully understanding, like, obviously the psychology behind why these things are happening, like how they're connected to my past, like what trauma is underlying, but also like, how can I then overcome them, right? How can I start moving forward um, to actually navigate these things? So I'm extremely excited about that. I'm extremely excited uh, that she sent me some homework for me to really work on, you know, to really the key things I'm going to be focusing on is um, obviously the mindfulness factor, right? Like really focusing on being present because one big chunk of my source of anxiety is triggered by my need to constantly be in control of my future. And I guess what I've learned from that is that my need to control the future is my way to try to mitigate risks that could occur, you know, a form of self-protection in its sense there. So um, to sort of bring myself back into the present through practicing mindfulness um, to help really move through and release some of that anxiety that I'm creating for myself there. But the other big thing is to like, obviously like working on my self-esteem and the very first step I'm taking for that, aside from like the reflection that I'm going to be doing, um, is just practicing some acts of kindness that I can really be doing for myself. So, um, you know, having a look into what things make me feel good about myself that are mine, right? That is for me, that's not for anyone else, but like purely for me. And how can I take a moment to really start to be mindful about doing these activities and, and, and using my five senses, you know, in the experience of doing those activities. So for me to practice that act of kindness for myself, um, I'm going to take myself on a little date. Um, I'm going to either watch the sunrise or the sunset. I haven't decided which one yet. Um, and I'm going to go watch it at the beach and sit there and just be super present and in that moment and in that experience. Um, and then when it comes to also like starting to move through some of these anxieties and triggers that are surfacing within this new relationship I'm in, what I've decided I need to do for me is to communicate um, with this person about what is coming up for me and what I'm learning about this and 
it's not so much like on one level, yes, it's for him to be able to understand like, okay, if I've reacted in this way um, about these sorts of things, like please know that this is where it's come from. But for the most part, it's for me, right? It's for me to be able to feel, I guess, a sense of security within that relationship to know that, you know, he knows that I'm working on myself. He knows that I'm aware of like what's coming up and that all I need from him is his patience, you know, to feel supported through that. Um, so I did communicate that, by the way, little win. I did communicate that to him via message um, because for me, it's so much easier for me to clearly articulate what I need to say when I send it over message versus if I'm trying to like communicate it in person. So I sent him a message, broke it down and like explained to him like, I had such an awesome session. This is what came from it. And this is what I wanted to share with you. So then you have some understanding and it was so well received. So um, I can already feel that this is like a really positive step in the right direction. Like everything that I went over with my psychologist has just been so um, helpful. I feel so much more clear headed and I can already feel myself, you know, on one level starting to feel like I'm, um, really taking control of this self-esteem issues and really starting to build myself up around it. And then on another level, starting to feel a lot more secure within like this relationship experience that I'm in because of, um, you know, that communication and that understanding. And again, like I'm being present and getting out of my head and um, just seeing things for how they really are. So that's everything that I wanted to share with you guys in this episode. I feel like I feel like I was pretty efficient with the way that I communicated each of these these things that I wanted to share here. I hope that, um, you know, if you resonate with any of these different things that I've spoken about in the podcast, like shoot me a message on Instagram, right, at Empower with M. And I'd love to hear, you know, how this landed for you because I know these topics that we've spoken about around self-esteem and around, um, you know, like relationships and so on are such common things, right? Um, I know so many of you are, again, like high functioning people like myself, you're in this business space, maybe you're in relationships, you're on this self growth journey, right? We're all healing in some way, shape or form. And so I know this will definitely have landed for so many of you. So um, if it did, feel free to send me a message on Instagram, let me know what landed for you. I'd love to hear your stories. And if you feel like you know someone who would really benefit from listening to this episode, then please do share it to them also or share it to your socials so then we can start to um, help each other, you know, feel supported and feel guided through these crazy healing journeys that we are on. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will see you in the next one. So that's a wrap on another episode of the Empower With Them podcast. If you want more from me, then make sure you come say hi over on Instagram at EmpowerWithM and let me know your thoughts on this episode. And if you love the podcast, then don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review to help us grow this platform. Now, before you go, I'm going to leave you with one final question to sit with and take action on stepping away from today's episode. How can you go out into the world today and do something small that will empower those around you in some way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along and I'll see you next episode.